I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to 30 Flirty and Perishing TF&P with me, Sophie Lyons, and you, Gazer. Clara Kavna. We are ladies on the pulse. We're actually so on the pulse that We're, we didn't realize. We are roving reporters. It's on it's the like of it. Investigative journalism. At its finest. And to caveat, we were supposed to record yesterday and then it ended up not working out. And mid during the day, Clara then dropped a bomb when we were out on our prospective days. And we were like, it was meant to be that we didn't record yesterday. Because we yeah. have piping hot tea and we can't wait to discuss it. Yeah, Fingers on the so pulse, T, F and P, here we are. Let's go. All your showbiz needs in one roof with two gals and lots of... Bomb dropping. <sighs> yeah. Pop culture bomb dropping. Okay, let's kick things off. What we're loving or hating. Soph's j'adore, j'adest. What are you giving me today? Mines, have you seen... I don't think you have because I think you told you about it. There's a new movie called out called Love Again with Priyanka Chopra and I'm not sure who the guy is. He's cute. And it's Celine Dion music in it. It is fabulous. I didn't know much going in. Like I didn't read. I don't like reading reviews or anything. And I went in. It's it's a rom-com that would have been made 15 years ago. Like it's that quality. It's funny. yeah it's funny it's like it's it's really sweet it's set in where is it set is it new york chicago one of those like great cities and (laughs) a great city (laughs) one of those great big cities and then celine dion is in it and her songs oh my god and i I don't want to think i saw a trailer i saw the trailer but it didn't it, it didn't like give me what i honestly my jaw was open for most of it i was having the best time and the cinema was empty so only like eight of us in there so it was very odd it is sensational anyone i've told about i didn't want to big it up because i tend to ruin things when i do that because i'm like oh it's so good wow if you need to pick me up go cc again love again love again and priyanka chopra it's like really makes you like her and nick jonas makes a cameo of course he does no he's really funny in it it's like a vintage rom-com Going back to basics. Yeah. Like there's iPhones and stuff involved, like messaging and stuff. Do you want to know the premise? Yeah. So she is like super in love with this guy. And within the first three minutes, he dies. Oh, my goodness. Like literally within the first three minutes. And they were on the road to being engaged, basically. Then it goes, skips to two years later and she's like back living with her parents and her sister's like, you need to like come back to the city. Like just, you know, get, let's get going again. Her sister's fab. P.S. The actress who plays her is great. And so she moves back with her sister. The sister's like, you have to get out. You have to start dating again, blah, blah, blah. And so 
she she starts dating, but as like a mechanism of comfort, she messages her old boyfriend's her boyfriend's number to text him to chat with him. The dead guy. Correct. So she like messaged him being like, oh, I, I like I miss you so much. And my sister's saying I need to date again. But like, I don't know if I'm ready. Like, and then she's texting him and texting him. And it turns the whole premise is that this guy's new work phone is receiving the messages because the number has been reissued. A Cinderella story in a modern age. It's the digital age. <laughs> it's amazing. It's fun. Love of the ages. Oh, it's sure. it's a real boost if you need like a pick me up on a Sunday. I'd highly recommend. Oh, I've been to the movies in ages. I actually been to the movies a good bit recently. I saw that one Air. Air has already gone up on Prime Video, and I saw it. I thought it was a series, or is it a movie? One movie, but as in I With saw Matt it. David. Yeah, I saw it. It would have been like third week of April, fourth week of April, and it's already on Prime for free. Oh, I'd be annoyed. I'm kind of like, what's the incentive to go to the cinema? But it's so much better than the cinema. That's true. And he play, does Michael Jordan in it? Or? No, he's alluded to. Oh. It's a nice it's fit. It's, I liked it. It's like easygoing. It's like good if you like branding. I liked it. <laughs> For all the branding bitches in the house. Talk to me. What's yours? I have a new crush. Oh. And his, na- his name is Lewis Capaldi. Oh, I obviously. couldn't adore him anymore. So he is a Netflix show yeah. that came out, like, I don't know, a few weeks ago. And it's called How I'm Feeling Now. Yeah. I finished watching it yesterday and I love his social media anyway. And like, He's so you don't fun. really, exactly, like, you don't really need to like his music. He obviously has an amazing voice, but like, he has pop songs for the masses. And I don't know, if you don't like his music, because he is so charty that it's like, but that doesn't matter. Him, as a human... Stunning. He is just the most gorgeous, lovely man. He hasn't changed one bit. He, no. It goes through, so, like, he's... It, what What's so endearing about it is, like, he's such a likeable character anyway. But regardless whether you're liking his music or not, it kind of captures him right off the back of his first album, like, someone he used to love... It's off the back of that with him trying to write his second album. All the labels, like, you're, we're talking England, we're talking America, we're talking the whole wide world is pressuring him to write the second album. And he was like, I've had my whole life to write my first album, but like a year to write my second. And it's this thing of imposter syndrome and him not feeling like he's good enough. No matter how, and like Elton John is writing him emails being like, Ed Sheeran told me that you you're feeling... Ro- you're feeling like nervous and ropey and not confident he like Elton John writes him this whole email of like how amazing he is and he still doesn't believe it he's like the, the more famous I get the harder this is because the pressure is even greater and you yeah. see like he had to take a, a break and his mental health really suffers and it's just a lovely raw insight into what it's like I love these behind the scenes things oh such a lovely character and like he plays songs for his parents and he would always send his family like oh what do you think of my new song and they're like a real like litmus test for him so he's trying to write this second album and he's like oh trying to come up with a song and he thinks he has it and he sends it to his parents and they're like it's fucking shit like they just like you know they're a real like proper family like they don't treat him like 
no, princess. No, they were still in his like family home at the start. Yeah, yeah. And he's recently done. We'll link all this in the show notes. But he also has just done. Uh, you know the NPR, the Tiny Desk, and I watched it last night. And, like cried myself to sleep. It's so Why? good. Oh, it's just his voice. It's just phenomenal. And then oh, I think okay. when. Through a documentary, you get to know someone better, and you're like, "Oh my god, I know he's such a friendly little giant, isn't he?" Oh, he's just the best, and you just you'd love to have a pint with him. You'd love to have a hug. He's so endearing, and he's so lovely. Oh, you just want nothing but the best from him, and like everyone. Okay, okay. obviously he's in like a global stakes, and you know he is like labels like biting his head off for a new album, but like. At the end of the day, he's just a man working under like severe pressure. And when it's like your your mind is in your way, but it's that whole thing of like trying to force your creativity. It's very relatable in the sense that it's like, you know, I need to make this work, but you're putting too much pressure on yourself. Oh, oh he, he's the best. He's just oh, honestly he's fabulous. Oh, the Scottish he, Beyonce. Is he not? <laughs> <laughs> Is he still on Instagram? Yeah. I think he's, he's had to take a, a few breaks, though. I think he's. I remember like, seeing that, like, Morgan. two years ago. But he used to be so funny on Instagram. He was honestly the best. And, like, he's been diagnosed with Tourette's now. And it's, like, because he gets his Twitch. And it's I saw that. Uh, brought on by anxiety. And, like, you just see the Twitch get worse and worse and worse. The more the pressure goes on. And it's, like, yes, the labels are pressuring him. And, yes, that's very clear. But it's almost like the pressure on himself. Like, it's all he can talk about. And then you see the Twitch get worse. And you see his parents' reaction. It's just... Yeah. You really f- it's one of those documentaries where you really feel like part of the family. Couldn't recommend it anymore. Couldn't. It's I need to watch it properly because we had it, like, kind of in the background. Like, I saw good bits of it, but I want to watch the full thing. Yeah. So, no. J'adore Lewis Capaldi. Please, can I be your best friend? He... I love him with Niall Horan together. They are the Darlings. best of pals. I know. I Darlings. I'd say they have such good crack. He's just really authentic. It's nice. You um, know, side note, sorry, he went out with your one page from Love Island. Yeah, and she went into Love Island going, oh, someone you love, that song's about me. Did she? Yes. In her, like, intro into Love Island, like, strutting in. She was like, you know that Lewis Capaldi song? It's about me. And then when he won the Brit Award, he was like... There's someone on ITV saying that my biggest song is about her. And like, it's not. It's about my granny who passed away. I don't know why she said that. I was like, oh. Oh my God, that's so awkward. Good riddance. (laughs) (laughs) Now. Here. Let's get on. Go. To the meat. Fingers on the pulse. Ladies and gentlemen. News has just broken, as of yesterday. 3pm, I believe. It was a 3pm drop. Uh-huh. Philly Scofield. On a Saturday, when he's not working. On Philly Instagram. Scos. Just on his Instagram story, he bought, he dropped a bomb saying he's decided to step down. Interesting language. He's decided. Air quotes. I'd say the major part of that talk with all the TV executives was like, how are we releasing this? So I look like I have the power. Let me bow out on my terms. It's like they were about to break up with him. And then he was like, I'm breaking up with you. Jump before I get pushed. No reference to Holly in the statement. 
And she referenced him in her statement. She put up one being like, it's been a great Sorry. 13 years. Sorry, I actually have it here. She said, it's been over 13 great years presenting this morning with Phil. And I want to take this opportunity to thank him for all his knowledge, his experience and his humour. The sofa won't feel the same without him. And he goes, I understand ITV have decided the current situation can't go on. But apparently they think he knew this on Thursday because they don't do the show on Friday. Am I right in saying that? Yeah. And she goes, see you Monday. And he goes, bye. Well, he probably knew in his head that, like, I feel like with those presenters, be it radio, TV, you can get the chop at any point. It seems so toxic. The storm was coming. I just feel like we know 20, and if I'm being generous, 30% of what's actually going on. I think there's way more beneath the surface. I think something's going to come out. There's too much drama with no explanation. There's no um, context. Like he's referring to it, but he's not saying what it is. He's like, oh, the drama. But it's like, what is the drama though, Phil? Why aren't you talking? We don't know. I, From what I understand, I think she obviously knows something's about to go down. What does Holly know? Well, you said this in the last episode. You were like, what does she know? Now, in keeping with that, right? Someone in work sent me this newsletter. And it's called Pop Bitch. Popbitch.com. Subscribe now. Link Have you subscribed? Shows. Obviously. <laughs> um, so th- their most recent email. Just going to uh, read it here now. Hang on, bear with. Now, it's obviously a bit outdated because he's obviously stepped down. But it goes, ever since the shit started hitting the fan with Schofield, it seems as if everyone he's ever crossed paths with has been lining up to take a pop at him. Eamon That's Holmes? true. Check. Fern Britain? Check. Kid, Amanda Holden. Kim, Kim Woodburn and even Rylan got Did in. Did Rylan take one? Uncharacteristic dig, yes. One person who hasn't said anything yet is Philip's Friday cover, Dermot O'Leary. But maybe that's because he can't. Schofield's people keep a close eye on the Friday scripts on this morning to ensure that Dermot doesn't get too many lines in case he becomes too popular with the audience and overshadows Phil. So uh, in terms of like who could replace your dreamboat Dermot O'Leary, maybe. I also saw in the Daily Mail, Anton Deck could do it, which because they finished their Saturday night takeaway. I would hate them to do it. I would hate it. They need to pack it in. No, so Rylan apparently has an announced on, I think it was Friday. Yeah. He announced he is stepping away from BBC Two Radio, BBC Radio Two show for a few weeks to do other bits and bobs. And he goes, because I'm off to do some other bits and bobs, I'm not going to be here for a fair few weeks. So I think it's probably a trial. I love to get it. I love him. He is, but he's like, he's modern. He reflects the culture hilarious he's rogue and like exactly he can be funny he can be serious you'd love to have a rosé with him you'd love everyone to. loves him everyone he's so likeable he has a new I've been meaning to listen to it it only came out on Thursday this uh, BBC4 podcast and radio show it's called like How To Be A Man yeah and he explores all different parts of masculinity I'm dying to listen to it oh, I listened to the touches. start of the one with David Gandhi and I got bored and had to turn off David oh, Gandhi really? is boring. Yeah. <laughs> Who's David Gandhi? You know the one he was it's like a model boring. and then he went out with Molly from the Saturdays. Who, by the way, I saw during the week. Wow. And I saw Jeremy Irons. Scar? Same place. 
Is that, is that him? Jeremy Irons? Jeremy Irons, yeah, saw him. And he was so, his voice was amazing. He, he met his friend and he goes, hello, old friend. Where did you see them? In Shebu, Shepherd's Bush. <laughs> hello, old friend. Hello. So Jeremy Irons lives in a pink castle in West Cork. What? He lives, he, he bought a castle in West Cork and it's maybe not pink, but it's like peach. And he said some, there's an interview with him and he's doing it like, it's a bit like the, like a newsroom kind of a vibe. Like there's like TV screens at the back. And they're talking to him about the, for some reason, gay marriage came up. Like this is like in 2015, 2016. And he's like, a father could marry his son. So they don't have to pay the inheritance. It was like, that's not what the gay marriage referendum means. Why I've just seen the pink castle though. Oh, sorry, forever. was he being like outdated? Oh, he was like, a father will just marry his son. Like, what's next? It's like, I don't think it's really about that. I think it's about love. <laughs> it's not about he's fathers quite, marrying he seems their sons. Qu- oh my God, the pictures of him in the castle. Yeah. He re- rescued and restored a 15th century castle. Yeah. Oh my god, he's... Oh my, this is exactly where I would picture him to live. Yeah. <laughs> it's so... Tudory, is it? Do you call it a Tudor house? It's stunning. It's very Tudory, very Where Tudor. is it in in Cork? Um, West Cork, like... What did I say? Like, Skull. It almost Baltimore. looks like there is a drawbridge to get onto it. Uh, I think there's a moat. <laughs> He's here with his dog. O M G. Okay, I'll link yeah. that in the show notes. That was great. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Right, anyway, back to... Sorry. Pop bitch. So I'm just going to read one of their findings. So while Phil has hired all sorts of lawyers and crisis PRs to help him navigate this last week, Holly appears to have done all right for herself. She's always been pretty protective at stamping this sort of stuff out at the source. Dot, dot, dot. Back in 2015, Holly's husband, the TV producer Dan Baldwin, took part in a special 24-hour edition of Big Brother for the Edinburgh International TV Festival, where all of the housemates were TV execs. The show was really only of interest to industry types, but Holly was very unhappy about Dan's involvement all the same. 
terrified he would spill something salacious about her to show off in front of his fellow housemates, Holly would ring the production crew like clockwork every 40 minutes to check that Dan hadn't said anything slanderous about her and to make sure that nothing, even vaguely risque, stayed on tape. Someone close-ish to her has written this. Exactly. How would you know every 40 minutes? Oh my God, I'm dying to read Pop Bitch. (laughs) Yeah, before trips to the beauty salon, Holly Willoughby's people call ahead to make sure any reading material in the waiting area that features stories on her are removed. What? Pop Bitch. Oh my God. Because I think her image is very... Glossy. Glossy and clean. You don't really know anything about her. But then everyone still loves her. I don't know. Well, Kim Woodburn doesn't. Yeah. Kim Woodburn said, hang on, I have it here. She goes about Philip. She goes, the game's up. Everything's out about him. She's so funny. You know, she's 81. Wow. I know. It's all but exposed. He's gone. Now, the only thing I'm praying and hoping is that young Miss Holly Willoughby has the common sense to go. She cannot continue. You think of Phil, you think of Holly. All these years she's worked with him. She's heard him be rude in front of people. She's seen him on the sofa upsetting people. She never once pulled him up on it. She should have told him to stop. She's not a good presenter. And if she thinks she can run that show without Philip, she can't. She needs to go. Kim. She had but like I, clashes on screen with Philip. But I, yeah, but I also think like whatever comes out about Phil, there, uh, Spotlight will point at Holly going, what did you know? And when did you know? And exactly what Kim's saying. It's like, well, why didn't you point it out at the time? But then from Holly's point of view, she was like, I don't want to bite the hand that's feeding me because Philip gave her the gig. I just think that's easier said than done. Like, you can't just be like, stop being rude to someone who's like high up in a talent But I think she, exactly. But I think she will, if a scandal comes out about Philip, people will go and go, it's like Holly should have called him out. It's Holly's fault. Guilty by association. Yeah. It's like, why didn't you do anything? Maybe she should have done something or maybe there should have been some onus on her. Why or like it, it's like it's exactly the morning show, you know that Apple TV show. Yeah, that really didn't kick off for me. I loved it, season two, unreal. But it's exactly that thing where you're guilty by association in a way. Yeah, I just I think just if like that was me. Finger... I'm not even like a big Holly fan Stan. or anything. I think she's grand, like. But I just think if you're in that kind of position you're your own entity even if you are part of a duo and if someone's like rude to people or doing stuff behind closed doors like it's still a job oh yeah 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 I, but I think she will get oh god a, like, yeah a blame I, I don't think it's right but I think she will get a blame oh yeah there'll be backlash yeah I, and I also think like it's people act like this is like Holly and Phil were like the king and queen or like president of the UK all it is is morning TV like what even is this show but it's like such a pinnacle of like British culture it's like what even who even cares who like I know most people like say in waiting rooms and it's uh, I, I always remember like as a student watching this morning and like loving it or like it's good hangover TV but I don't really know like why does it have all this like spectacle around it like it's I think they like think it's like show. a bit of an institution or something and there's definitely like a hierarchy and a pecking order of like this morning and then loose women. A good morning Britain loose women all those there's a very clear pecking order made by is it the producers that like this morning is the top I don't know why personally <laughs> if Rylan was on it I'd be like I get it but like he's not- modernised it or something 
But there's not that much personality in it. Like, she's been on it for 13 years and no one really knows anything about her. No fake. There's no... There's... Whoever does her PR is like... But she's a brand's dream because she hasn't many scandals. I guess know. she's private, which I respect. Yeah. But I feel like now it's like... we re- No one really knows anything about her. She keeps her relationship, which is fair. Keeps her relationship pretty private and stuff. But what a fall from Grace, from Phil. Yeah. I wonder how quickly though, or like, will Holly be in on, on Monday? Yeah. And I'd like, say they already knew on Thursday. They were just saying, how are we going to really renounce this? They were in crisis talks all last week, 100%. Yeah. And I think and it was fact, just to, like, basically like, he has to go. The fact that he said goodbye as well, he didn't say he goes, see him one day. Bye. Also, I was looking at the clip there and like, the way they sign out, you know, they're like, bye. And then the music comes in, but the camera's still on. That must yeah. be the most awkward, like, 40 seconds. It's like the newsreader where they're like... To the guest. Until next time. <laughs> And then the, they're like talking to the guest, like hugging the guest. And I was like, this is just so awkward. Like they're probably never going to see each other again. It'll be a case of like, if there's something on, sh- they'll be like, oh, Philip's here to her. Yeah, and he seems to be, so he's still doing the soap awards, but like, where do you go after that? was that? very strategically like placed, being like, I'll see you at the soap awards. And then yeah, they're saying he's going to pop yet. up. They're, he's going to pop up after a period out of the limelight in some new show. They must yeah, have done some a- sort of bargaining thing. Yeah, I think it was give me... He's going to do a solo show and he still does like the cube and stuff. Why? But, so apparently Holly gave an ultimatum and said it's me or him. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. But imagine, okay, if you were Philip Schofield, you discover this young girl, you cultivate her talent for like 13 years, you have this like... Uh, They're best pals. They go on holidays together. You become best friends. You go on holidays. You're... you're uh, uh, what's called? Household names. And then you lose your job because of her. Like, I'm not saying he's innocent. I'm sure there's bigger parts to play. But like, from a staunchly Schofield point of view, you'd be like, I gave that girl her job and now she's the reason I'm leaving. Yeah, that must be a real bite of humble pie. Yeah, but also, I know, something Some about... of the reactions are really funny though. Eamon Holmes hates him. <laughs> and Eamon Holmes, like, can't stand him. Do you remember yeah. last week he said like, Everyone knows that the viewership numbers or whatever it is stays the same no matter who the hosts are. Like, this isn't wrong. Yeah. Let's get rid of them. He shared a picture of, I think, his granddaughter got give him a kiss on the cheek. And he goes, Papa yeah. got a smacker. Thank you, Amelia. All in all, that rounded off what turned out to be a good day. <laughs> and then Amanda held and just put up a picture of the bicep emoji. She hates him. Yeah, sure. He blocked her. You're saying I think he gone for Rochelle, yeah, to get it. God. And apparently he's fled it's to Cornwall to see his mum. Yeah, I saw there's pop pics of him having animated phone conversations. Mm-hmm. But he could just kind of pack it in. Like, he definitely has enough going on financially, like, as in, he's definitely invested loads. Yeah, and all you have to do is present the cube, because the cube is actually quite a good game. Present the cube for the rest of, for, for the next 10 years and you're fucking sorted. But why is he still presenting the cube? Like, he's clearly done something terrible. No? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like And it's like they're all also, made by ITV, are they not? So it's like Yeah. But why yeah, that's the thing. It's like everyone's kind of turning on him, but not officially. So like all those presenters like Fern Britton and all them and Ruth Lansbury and all those, they're all turning on him, but no one's actually you know, if it was like he was a like I'm not saying that if he was like a Harvey Weinstein type, people would be much more black and white. But this seems to be like 
oh, I, I want nothing to do with him, but I don't, I'm not really saying why. I suppose there's so much responsibility in you being the one, because then it can be defamation. If you call someone out saying they're yeah. Harvey Weinstein or whatever, you kind of have to be prepared to back that up and keep backing it up. I'm assuming no one wants to be the one to do that until like a reporter drops it on like Daily Mail or something. Yeah. I assume. Yeah, Although maybe this is like the hush. Like maybe this is like I'm stepping down like he's basically kind of threatened. And this is him being like... Let, let me go quietly into the night. Leave me be. Yeah. Oh. There must have been some sort of threat or something for it to come out. Yeah. It's like how does the Daily Mail know all this stuff? Because it's not adding up all the drama. We're on to you, Phil. Also a PR expert, Mark Barkowski said he'll reappear somewhere after a period outside the limelight. Can't help himself. He has a bachelor pad in Chiswick. Of course he does. And then his main house with his wife and his kids is in Oxfordshire, I think. So probably hop around the few. God, I really sound like a stalker. (laughs) (laughs) He's in Cornwall. (laughs) He lives near Deck, Anton Deck. Because Anton Deck are neighbours. What a weird neighbourhood. Yeah, speaking of duos. I know. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I yeah. will probably see on Monday what's going to happen. Tomorrow, what's going to happen. So when this comes Rylan, out... Rylan, 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 let's go. When this comes out on Tuesday, because today's Sunday, something will have come out. Yeah. I'm dying to know. Any other hot goss from you? I went down rabbit hole yesterday with... Sophie Habu and Jamie Lang's wedding. Yeah. So they got married in Spain yesterday in Soto Grande. And I would be like, well, your sister maybe more so, but like myself and her would have a quite a long-standing relationship with Maiden Chelsea. Like for, I've, I've gone through peaks and troughs. Sophie, who I used to live with, she kind of got me back into it. And I was like, oh God, this is good. Like it's been like 20 something seasons. But... Started anyway, they got married yesterday in Spain and Sophie Habu has never been a character I ever warmed to on the show. To me, she always seemed very like smug because Jamie was like a real like playboy around Chelsea. And then like she was the kind of, oh, I'm the one who tamed him kind of vibe I got from her. Anyway, they get engaged. They they start this podcast called Nearly Weds, which is done like amazingly well. It's really popular. Loads of people listen to it. I quite um, like it. And, yeah, because I think she kind of takes <laughs> the piss out of him. It's like a hate watch for me. What? The wedding? Just everything about, everything about them. I quite enjoy I feel them. Like, oh, interesting. I just feel that, okay, look, nobody's forcing me to watch these videos so I can't really give out about them because I'm the one looking at them I totally get that so they got officially married in Chelsea a few months ago and yeah. then there was that whole drama of like Spencer wasn't invited but then it's because Vogue couldn't go because she was on tour and then Vogue can't go to the real the, the Spanish wedding but Spencer's like the celebrant MC. Blah, blah 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 but like is he the celebrant? <laughs> He's a celebrant. So That's fabulous. In my, in my, right, let's just, can we go through a paper trail here, right? So they get married. There's all this drama. Where they discuss everything is on the podcast. So on their Nearly Weds podcast. This is great uh, clickbait. Great clickbait. I'd say they were like, delighted. Oh, everything's, like. everything's revealed on the podcast. Follow this, do that, da, da, da. 
Made in Chelsea asked them last year, would they do like a special Made in Chelsea episode, a wedding <gasps> episode? They said no. They recorded the po- their podcast like the day before their wedding, the day of the wedding. Like they're totally monetizing They recorded their, their podcast the day of the wedding. You can see there's clips on their Instagram. They, they're like coming soon. You don't want to miss tomorrow's episode. Here we are. Like the, like we've arrived in Spain, blah, blah, blah. And they're like talking about. Like a live stream uh, almost. A live stream of their thing. So all the focus is going on their podcast. And they, they're both managed by YMU, which is this management agency that look after like Holly and Phil and Deck, every famous person you've ever met. Like Graham Norton, Ooh. the works, like. Like YMU is like I'd say one of the biggest talent agencies in the UK like it's enormous and the two of them are managed by it and like I feel like from a PR point of view they are going okay well like you guys are like effectively started out as influencers or like reality TV stars turned influencers but now if they build and build and build the podcast they can get bigger and bigger ad- they're basically just like a- another version of advertising because they built this network, they built this content stream from a YMU point of view, or I, I'm just assuming, but they would be like, okay, this is like another revenue stream. And like, they already have like, you know, the way like most podcasts have like show merch or whatever, they have a wedding planner that you I can was, buy for I was gonna say, 25 pounds. How many? 25 pounds. 25 pounds. That, so his best for a diary, friend- like. A personable, but basically all you get is like a Canva PDF and then you personalize it. But the the version that you buy is their wedding. Weird. But their friend, Georgie LaRue, who I think like walked Jamie down the aisle. That seems a bit, I, I don't really get that. <laughs> she, she has this company that has made that. And then she's done like loads of little, like, little tokens for the wedding and stuff. Like, okay, you have the... The podcast called Nearlyweds. I assume the podcast name will change to Newlyweds. They've created this whole personality to their... Or like, what I think is just should be such a like special time in your life. They have made... They're making money out of it. I just find it... Oh, yeah. What if they ever got divorced? Well, well whatever. Like, but like, there's, there's their, a huge... Their income is their... Their job is their... Personality. Is their personality like, being themselves, it, yeah. I think podcasts are amazing because you get to like, especially with famous people, because you get to like peel back the surface and figure out like, look at uh, like what's actually going on. Like look at Spencer and Vogue, like, you know, their relationship. People want to hear more about that. You have like Shag Married Annoyed, the Chris Ramsey, that comedian TV presenter and his wife. That's like the biggest podcast in the UK. You have um, oh, Peter Crouch baller. and Abby. Yeah. yeah, they have one. Like it's all, I think this whole like couple podcasting is like, I saw the Abby and Peter Crouch she was giving out because like he bought her the wrong handbag or something and it's like they're slagging each other and it's like I think there's people who are doing it well and people who aren't doing it well and I but it's I don't know I just find it kind of like weird that like your whole your wedding is content for you to sell oh it's so depressing sorry it's not depressing I think it's probably just like it's I don't know it's a bit invasive yeah and it's like you know growing this thing together and like and then I think there is a certain amount of like, sorry, her, so she had a, her hen and I went down such a rabbit hole, but she oh, had her hen, hen in Paris. That look, the hen in Paris looked. The hats and the boots and the limos. Oh, fabulous. I, I was like, I was really poo pooing the whole thing. And then I saw no, the hen. No, I was so into it. I was, into like, it. I was oh, like, they need to be posting more. 
that that did look fun and I'm not saying like they're not having fun I'm not saying they're not having the best time ever I just think there's a weird like sinister edge to it all when it's like this is just content that you're selling I don't know it just seems like a as millennials and as Gen Zers like we're so advertising adverse advertising is really changing and how you market to people is really changing it's actually it's more through like word of mouth and recommendations so it's like it becomes less about the brand. Say if like Aussie hair care, you were to watch a 30 second ad in the break of Made in Chelsea versus Sophie Habu going, oh my God, guys, my new shampoo is amazing. Like we're, we're way more yeah, yeah. likely to take it from a person rather a recommendation. than an ad. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm interested to see what comes out of it. Oh, like content. But it goes back to, do you remember when Kim Kardashian married Chris Humphreys and they said she actually made money off that wedding? And she was like, I did not make a dime off that wedding. Well, yeah, she did. Like, She would have gotten oh, like no. one of those like OK magazines at the time, like over there, like OK. Yes. yes. They did official photos. All like brands would have sponsored drinks and f- like food and snacks, all that kind of stuff. She would have paid the wedding planner and, you know, renting the venue. But then they have a production budget on that show. And it was being filmed. Yeah, so. true. And the media, like, because the wedding lasted like 72 days or the marriage lasted 72 days. You know, you have all that media attention. Like, everyone, they've divorced. Yeah, like, you can't actually, it's not like a, a measurable amount that she made off yeah. it. But she made so much money off it. I'm just going to do a light Google. $10 million wedding. Yeah, but like, she didn't pay any of that. 2020, it's 2011. Yeah, Oh, I yeah. think that anyway, was the start just... of it though Like that was before like Instagram was a really big deal and stuff So that's it like was, her version yeah. of it Getting content out of it Yeah I don't know just, I, I don't know Yeah it's it's it's, it's just weird that you would and I it, suppose it was so like, invasive like Yeah and look, look if you don't, you don't It's not like they're forcing people to look But I also think It's like it's just a wedding At the end of the day Like, like the hype around this ceremony has been it's insane. the hype like, that would scare me i'd be like what am i gonna do after this if it's this much it, in the run-up a hundred percent like uh, the daily mail are commenting on your every move and like blah blah but it's just like i, I just feel like it's the most overhyped wedding ever like i, I don't see you want to celebrate the good times and blah blah but like there's a bit more to things than like you know this is my moment and everybody needs to know like they could have happily gotten married in Solo Grande without the spectacle but like they want the cameras they want the Daily Mail headlines they want the hype they want their guest posting like there's photos of her getting ready for the wedding and like if Jamie was on Instagram he would see what his wife looked like before her walking down the aisle I mean hopefully he wasn't on Instagram but like he probably is he just looks like a young Boris Johnson to me he must be <laughs> somehow related to Boris Johnson I would just be terrified of an anticlimax after talking yeah, exactly. about it for so long. Like and if it's been, not amazing. If they've been engaged and then done a full podcast on this, like they do it every week, then they've the Chelsea one and then they've the main one. Like I would be terrified of talking and talking and talking and talking. And then it just seems very drawn out, I suppose. But each to It's drawn out. Yeah, it's drawn out. It's just like, oh, God, I'm kind of glad it's over. I wonder, is a magazine doing like an exclusive I don't think so. I think it's they're all control it. pointing. I think it's all like their social medias, their management, their podcast. I think it's all driving, driving, driving. It, the uh, only way to get content is to follow them. At and least it's they all though, controlled by them. But at least they have control over then how it's 
put out to the public like you know yeah, yeah. apparently like whenever those hello mag, uh, weddings were done like you know david and victoria were okay with those you know like cheryl cole and stuff yeah um for their weddings apparently it's not like oh we'll we'll, we'll slip in a few shots on your big day like it is very much we need 10 shots of this this time yeah. like as in you're kind of at their mercy because you're getting such a big paycheck and yeah. if you think about it that would be on the day of your wedding so like you've gone and got married and then you're going into like a photo shoot for ages like usually wedding photo shoots wouldn't take that long but you'd be at the mercy of the you know the crew yeah, so you're basically at work i'd love to do a deep dive on like hello magazine well you are kind of a correspondent you're a royal I'm, correspondent i feel like so, i know really nice to chat it's lovely with my hay fevered nose thank you for coping not a problem and I my d- hungover vibes i, hope I was I'm, wondering were you gonna say hungover oh gosh as i am i am very tired <laughs> i'm kind of tired I, too now i am looking forward to lying down in a dark room for a while oh i'm and, sure anyway, before we go, I have a quick recommendation. Get out your phone now and follow this page called Velvet Coke. I know it. Oh my God. It's is good, it isn't a it? a walk back in time. So all they do is post these really random and kind of out of context interviews, moments from like mostly oh, the naughties. so good. And it's like usually like 10 photos or videos per post. And it's like, how did that exist? How did that happen? It's very like Paris Hilton, like Cindy Crawford, Celine Dion. Like there's loads of just like these weird or like, pop culture um, moments. Jake Gyllenhaal when he was with Kristen Dunst. They were together. Yeah. They were like a My big t- couple. My tiny mind is blown. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. But Velvet Coke. Unreal. Love it. It's so good. And no one talks about it enough. No, I will link it in the show notes. It's a great follow. It's just like a lovely, like, Sunday morning. What? Follow. It's great. Uh, lovely visuals, I agree. Yeah, just really nostalgic, weird, and fabulous. Chic. So chic. So chic. Um, okay, that about wraps it up for today. Coming to you live from the newsroom. I'm Sophie Lyons, and you're... Clara Kavanagh. Hello, magazine correspondence over and out. That'd be fabulous. We are taking just a week break next week due to another... Oh, my God. Did you get that TikTok I sent you, actually? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know the way there's, like, a holly bop? You know, like, oh, go me holly bops. What did he call this it? This guy... So, he goes, So, the platy jubes altered my brain chemistry, so I want to do the same for the king's coronation. <laughs> and he goes, I, I've come up with it. So, you know the way we have our holly bops? This is going to be our cory bops. But then he has a few variations. I'll put I'll put that in the show notes too. The Chasm Dazzle. <laughs> so there's the last of the Maybank holidays is this week. And Sophie, you've got a wedding. I'm going to Centre Park <laughs> and we don't have any time. So we're gonna be on a week break next week, but we'll see you in big beautiful June. I look so forward we'll be to roving it. reporters. Make sure to give us a follow on Instagram or message us should you want us to cover any pop culture situations. At yeah. Plazi Cabana at South underscore Lions. Yeah, so have a lovely two weeks and we will see you soon. Until next time. Goodbye. Toodles. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.